TikTok? I feel like these kids are too young to be on TikTok. Yeah, they don't understand the concept. They don't yeah, understand they the consequences of their actions. They don't get it. They're too young. <laughs> Those <No>. teeny boppers. Whipper <laughs> snappers. Only we get it. We're only old. Dwayne The Rock Johnson knows how to use TikTok. Dwayne? Yeah, I don't even know. Oh, that. Is, is he on does TikTok? He? I don't know. He probably should, though. He should be on TikTok. Within, like, one video, he'll have, like, three million followers. Yeah, he's a little douchebag. <sighs> nah, I'm just kidding. I like him. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Dwayne. <laughs> We're live. Okay. I think. Yeah. You got to do the intro or something? <laughs> Episode. Yes. Yeah. Welcome to episode 45 of the Rescue Swimmer Mindset Podcast. Cool. Your hosts, Vince and Cody, today. All right. Welcome, Cody, to the Rescue Swimmer Mindset Podcast. I love that you started it, and I'm welcoming you to your own podcast. Yeah, it's like, suck it. Okay. Nice coffee. Is that like, what kind of mug is that? Um, <laughs> this is a Ba Humbug mug. So, yeah. Oh. I'm, I'm like Mr. Screw Up. It's not focused. I don't know what that is. It seems like an old reference. Mr. Scrooge? Like Scrooge from, from the Christmas? No. You never saw like the Donald Duck version of, of Mr. Scrooge? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. It's good. It was all right. Yeah. Merry Christmas to everyone. Um, we are currently September 24th. I think and, it's uh, roughly 97 days till Christmas. I'm counting down. I have I have the I have the mega chocolate box. Remember, like you had that as kids, the little chocolate box, and like you count down once December starts and you just eat a chocolate. I have that starting in September. Yeah, you just it starts <laughs> January first. It's a whole calendar. Just chocolate. You just eat chocolate every day. I got a chocolate a day, but dude, by the time you hit December, boy oh boy, you hope you didn't have some hot summer months because it just becomes like if you got a fudge at the end of December. <laughs> Scooping it out of cardboard. <laughs> Dude, those chocolates always taste like cardboard. Ugh. Honestly, I thought they were delicious. I, I thought they, so isn't too. It, isn't it an advent calendar? Is that what it's called? I don't know. You don't even know? It's like like Jewish folks have like their nine days till Hanukkah, but we have our 25 days of chocolates. Yeah, like, <laughs> triple the amount of days. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So um, what's, what's current before we dive oh, yeah. into what we're going to talk about today? What's and, current in the news? Oh, the news? Well, I wanted to see how that, that, that move went cross-country. How was that drive? Oh, yeah. Okay, so good so old, old Vinny Two Crocs, as I'm renowned on, on the Grams, has traveled. Basically, I, I was already in Squamish, but I had to go back to get my appliances. So I drove, you know, about, oh, two, two thousand, I'm going to just guesstimate 2,000 at least kilometers to just to get my microwave. It seemed cost efficient. Nice. So I, I flew out <laughs> to- You forgot the toaster. Yeah, so I flew out there and then, yeah, I forgot the toaster. I gotta go back with, with the truck. Uh, so I flew out there and I moved things over here um, in Squamish in totally. a 26 foot long truck. And so like, if you guys ever like drove a U-Haul truck, it's like the, it's like the big rig U-Haul. <laughs> <laughs> Except it's like built in the 90s. Uh, and it's funny, there's like barely any gears, but there's a little switch that goes like, it's like nitro. <laughs> you push the switch when you're going uphill. Anyway, so we filled up a 26 foot truck and I drove from like Montreal area all the way to Vancouver. So for all you folks, that's like from driving more or less from Maine all the way to Washington state. And the only difference is like in Canada, instead of like in, in America, what would, that would be like 
12 states that you would drive through. In Canada, it's like, I think it's like four provinces. <laughs> so it gets to be long before you get to a different province. And uh, I mean, you you know, you and I, we were in Michigan and like, what were your thoughts on Michigan? My thoughts on Michigan? Yeah. Not a great place. <laughs> Not a great place. Ontar- <laughs> Ontario is Canada's version of Michigan. And except yeah. it's like five times wider than Michigan. And you're just driving through that. And it's it's just the endless journey through like marshlands of yeah. nothing. We used to fly over Ontario a lot, like for SAR. It's because Ontario is where you go over to get towards like Niagara and stuff, right? Yeah. So yeah. like, I just remember, I mean, it just looks like farmland you know and just nothing yeah and that's the cooler part of ontario to be honest if you're going towards like niagara falls at least there's that but yeah, where we were it's 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 like the canadian outback without any mountains or hills except oh we saw a wolf really mm, i don't know my my girlfriend says we saw a wolf but i believe we saw like a, like a koi wolf i think they call it you know what that oh. is like a coyote wolf. It's like, oh, right. it's like when a little cute coyote mixes with a jacked up wolf. Um, yeah, it was kind of like, because it, it looked a little small to be a wolf, but definitely way too big to be a coyote. So it's probably uh, like a. I didn't know they had like wolves up in that area. I didn't know either, but we looked it up and apparently there's a shitload of sightings right mm-hmm. there in uh, okay. in that area in Ontario. So, so we yeah. saw a coyote wolf or a wolf and then we saw grizzlies. We just saw all the whole oh, range of yeah, oh yeah, we saw grizzlies on the in like Alberta, right? Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, well, yeah, no, not yeah. We saw we saw some <laughs> in Ontario. <laughs> all right, <laughs> we took the wrong tour. Moving there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, how's our training circle going on on Facebook? Training circle actually pretty sick. It's uh, so we just like this morning we hit like just over 100 members. I think we're at like 101 now. Right. So it's kind of growing pretty quick start a new thing. Basically it's like RSM training circle. Uh, what do we call it? RSM challenge. So I started this like Sunday. I don't even know if you, do you know about this yet? Have you seen this? Uh, I heard it, but you talking about it. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, basically what we're gonna do is like once a week, um, like Sunday night, we'll, one of us like, uh, we'll post like a challenge. So this week is like, just take a PT test and you post your PT test results and everyone nice. so, so far, like we got a bunch of people who like post their results and like just talking about it, ways to improve and stuff in the comment section. And then, I'm thinking next week we're gonna do like a plank challenge. So just like max plank. <laughs> and the thing is you have to submit by, uh, so you have to submit your time by Thursday night and there's like, there's no prizes or anything right now. It's all for fun, but maybe if it gets a little bigger, we'll come up with like some sort of prize or some way to reward people. But max plank is going to be legit. I'm going to try that one. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. I'm going to try it too. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be shameful. Yeah, be next week. I don't, I don't, I don't do the plank that much. I, I, like to be honest, I, I usually, abs are, are just kind of included within my workouts, but it's not usually necessarily always something I like, uh, like something I, I work on though. I do sometimes like I have my like little routine that you saw with like leg lifts and stuff, but yeah. Yeah. I think like, I've never done a max plank, but I don't know. Like I'm thinking maybe like, I'm going to guess I get five minutes. You get five minutes. I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess I can get up to four. But the thing is, people, when we do this max plank challenge, you got to have like some integrity and a little honor here. If your butt's going down or your back's like starting to really arch, oh. you know, or your butt's totally. going I down. Do. I'm going to film myself do it and I'm just going to post it to the training circle and be like, this is what we got to do. And if okay. you cheat, you know, like if, if you sag, you can sag a little bit because that's not really helping you that much. Yeah. 
But if you're like cheating with the yeah the butt, you're done. Like yeah, it. no need to be like a friggin' Nazi about it. But like, but you yeah. know, you know, you know when you're kind of off. You're like, all right, yeah. I'm I'm totally caving in here. Yeah. yeah, there's so many. I got little tricks up my sleeve. I think yeah. the max. Like I'm, I'm thinking the winner's gonna be around ten minutes. I think the world record is about two. Uh, no, I think it's like a day. <laughs> it's like eight eight to. 12 hours. It's really, I recently saw like, it's a, yeah, it was an older guy. Right? I saw someone, yeah. It's like, I forgot it. I think I saw like a YouTube video on it or like I read something about it recently. That's where I got the idea. And yeah, I was yeah. like, oh. but yeah. it's like, it's at least eight hours. It might be a day. Like, I don't remember, but either if way. You don't get one hour. You do not belong on the RSM training circle. <laughs> <laughs> you can't plank for an hour. That's so necessary. Yeah. That's like, that's like the guardian scene where, you, if you cannot tread water for one hour, you do not have any business here. Which, I mean, sure, that's probably accurate, but like, you that don't one need to like, test that. Probably true, but no need to prove that. So anyway, yeah, I drove a 26 foot long U-Haul all the way across country, and that was certainly a lot of fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, now I'm back and settling in, starting to build the office up. How's the maybe, up? How's Maya? Oh, the little puppy puppy, but we got a little golden retriever that we uh we put in our pajamas this morning. <laughs> oh, man. You dressed my up in pajamas. Yeah, dude, we're, we we shame that dog. Oh my nice. god. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, all right. Um, so today we're gonna cover a little bit about we're we're each gonna give three of our favorite workouts. Right. Um. Sweet. So three of our favorite workouts. Starting with Cody Wright. I was gonna do, do you wanna alternate? So we'll do our number three and then we'll work our way back to one. <gasps> okay, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So number one, or actually number three. Number three. So I call this my heavy PT with lots of leg exercises. <laughs> so basically. <laughs> <laughs> Great clickbaity name, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the workout basically what you do is um you do like a pt workout so like this is like a friday a good friday workout um you do like heavy pt so you do like maybe like a pt pyramid so you know you do like we'll say push-ups flutter kicks pull-ups you do that and then you do like a little leg workout on top of that right after and then the leg workout we're doing like weighted like lunges so you do like freaking five sets of like 30 20 15 10 lunges with weight as you increase and then you do like some kettlebell squats. You could do regular squats. I don't do a lot of squats. Um, you know, if whatever. Do you still not do a lot of squats? Yeah. Oh, dude, I, I was supposed to teach you that when I was there, but then I, I get nervous because I don't want to. Um, it kills my like. I don't want to build up too much muscle in my legs because it kills my running, my trail running. I don't know. I think it could be beneficial if you're doing I've the right amount of reps. With, with that lately though, because I built up some muscle over the past like six months, but it slowed me down a bunch. Yeah, you had some big ham hocks when like yeah. I would notice that climbing. Cody's so. Cody's legs were Cody's leg Cody's not like the most ripped guy except his legs are the most ripped of any human being I've ever seen. It's just like <laughs> it's just you see fibers that you didn't know existed. You see veins that you didn't know the anatomy of a human held, and you're just like, what the hell am I doing with my life? Have I never stood on my legs? <laughs> but it's killing it's killing the trail running game. So yeah. I think we're gonna step we're gonna tone down that a little bit. But if we're training for rescue summer school, this is what we're doing. You know, we're doing lots of legs because you got to have strong legs for the yeah. for fitting. Well, that's actually yeah. some of my workouts too. So keep going. Okay. Yeah. So basically, you do a heavy PT, PT pyramid, and then like a little quick leg workout, maybe like two to three leg exercises. Then you go straight to the pool and you do a long gear swim. So like, put the fins on, 
put your, if you have a trident, put the harness on, um, mass snorkel and you do like a 2000 meter gear swim. Um, I used to do that. Like when I was training, um, in the keys, I do that. And then, um, maybe like every 500 meters, I'd sprint like a hundred meters in that, in that workout. Nice. So that's my number three, like favorite workout, I guess, or go to. Cool. Mine, um, actually my number three is basically just an exercise. So I, I got two of these that are like, all you have to do is work out 15 minutes a day and that's all you need. So this is a, a, a get rich quick oh. exercise. So that's my first like, one. My first one, like on watch or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I only got, I got a lunch break. I got, a, or I got like a, a coffee break. <laughs> I can yeah. knock out a workout kind of workout. Um, so this is actually just a cardio workout and I'm going to call this one the treadmill of doom. Treadmill so of doom. The treadmill of doom. So what this is, and I think this is the, I, I've thrown up, I think only once in my, uh, airman program at training to become a rescue swimmer. So, and this is the, the, like every time I would do this though, I would almost throw up. This is not what made me throw up, but it was the second best thing to almost make me throw up. So the treadmill of doom is, is a very simple. All you do is you hop on a treadmill and you set it on setting doom and setting doom is 10 incline. Nice. <laughs> 10 speed. So this is, this doesn't work if you have like the European machine, you got to look up the conversion chart, but in America, you got 10 incline, which is the max incline. You got 10 speed, which I believe is the max speed and you do it for 10 minutes. So 10, 10, 10. And the goal ultimately, if you're a super athlete, which I've only achieved this, I would say, you know, a handful of times, but you do 10 incline, 10 speed, 10 minutes, but you do sprints. 20 seconds on, so 20 seconds sprinting, and 10 seconds off, as in you put your feet on the side of the treadmill that's just like winding yeah. in between your legs, and you're just like resting. And to be honest, like the, at, at the start, you know, you'll, you'll go through your first like minute, like or first two, three reps, so within like, you know, a minute 10, and you're like, ah, oh, this is potentially doable, but immediately within like past that second minute, you're like, oh boy, I'm in like, I'm in the danger zone. And then, and then it goes through that like marathon cycle of like, I'm never going to make this. And then you, you get to like your, what is it? What do you call that in, in marathon running? Like your line or what is it? Like, like you like redlining. Yeah. yeah, You get to your red line. I, I believe I would get it around like six or seven, six minutes, I think, or yeah. maybe even early, maybe five minutes. And then you redline for like another minute. And then you get past it and somehow you get into a flow where you're like just accustomed to the, the torture, but it's very hard. And if you're able to achieve that 10 incline, 10 speed, um, for 10 minutes, 20 seconds on 10 seconds rest, you're a champ in my book. Now, I, yeah, I would recommend, you know, if you're getting into shape, you start with different, um, settings. So if you're, if you're very, if the cardio is really not that great, um, I would start with 20 seconds off 10 second sprints for, you know, maybe start at six minutes, uh, for somebody in, you know, maybe intermediate level, I would do 15 seconds sprinting and 10 second rest for, you know, start at six minutes and build up to eight and then build up to 10. And then, then you can bring it back to that 20 second sprint, 10 second rest for say, uh, six minutes and then, and then build up to the 10 minutes. Cause again, it, it's pretty brutal if you can get to 10 minutes. Um, nice. 
Yeah, so that, yeah. that's nice and easy if you have access I to a terminal. I doing that workout a few times in my airman program. Really? Was that like in the syllabus? It might have. Something like that was in the old airman syllabus. Uh, so like, I don't think it was like as brutal as what you're doing, but it was like a 10 minute, like 20 on, 20 on 10 rest. Um, but I don't think it was like, you weren't supposed to max everything out. But I think like oh, yeah. the swimmers were like, dude, we're going to max it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, cause you're the airman. <laughs> like, so yeah. I think we ended up maxing it out. And like, I remember those being really brutal. And yeah, the freaking treadmills is like whirling. Like, yeah, it's kind so of obnoxious. Crazy. So if you're in a crowded gym, you might be that asshole that everyone's looking at like, this yeah. guy, this guy, can you just jog, you jerk? Yeah, totally. <laughs> you're like on a Coast Guard base, like, and they knew, but like, if you're just at a normal gym, they're gonna be like, well, this guy's gonna break this shit. This yeah, because you're gonna be stomping on the machine and whatnot. I remember like, yeah. like, like setting up for the, this workout and the swimmers like looking at me like, you in for a treat, kid? I got something <laughs> for you today. And then like, yeah. I like hopped on the treadmill. He's, he, they go like, put your feet on the side. And I go like, all right. And he just like started pushing the arrow and like making yeah. eye contact with me and being like, and just like the buttons kept going up. I was like, is this guy going to stop? And he was, nope. Every time I would go to the max and he'd go like next button, max, <laughs> max speed. And just slowly rising, like, you think I'm bluffing kid? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it becomes like, like rock climbing holds. You're like, yeah. <laughs> It's up it like with your palms. <laughs> it's it's inclined. It's like an overhanging wall. <laughs> yeah. yeah, those those treadmill workouts are pretty serious. <laughs> Alright. New turn. Yeah. Uh second number, workout. Yeah, this is my number two. So I call it just PT swim. And I always like I love to write this one in for like my coaching students, like once a week at least. Um, but basically it's like either I'll do like swim 25 meters. So first of all, it's like do like the distance. So I'll say roughly it's like five hundred to a thousand meters, depending on where you're at your fitness wise, uh, fitness level. So you could do 25 meters, get out of the pool, do like five flutter kicks, get back in the pool, swim across, do get out of the pool, do five pushups. Um, and you can repeat that. So if you're doing 25 meters, maybe do that for 500 meters and you'll, you'll end up doing like what, like 50 to hundred pushups, depending on if you do five or 10, um, or you could do a thousand meters and like every, every 50 get out and do a flutter kick or do like pushups. Um, if you have a pull-up bar, you do pull-ups in between my old pool had like a pull-up bar. So I do like a hundred or a 50 meter swim, get out of the pool, do like two pull-ups, 50 meters, get out and do like three pull-ups. And I like increase it slowly, uh, until I like max out. But there's tons of ways you can like vary, vary that workout, you know, but it's just solid PT swim. Yeah. That's a smart workout. That's, that's not like, that's not something that'll necessarily kill you. Um, it, it's definitely challenging, but it, that's one that will grow like multiple aspects of your physique. Um, that one I feel like and, is like very in line with what you do at like a school too. Yeah. Well, not just that since we're trying to expand our, the risk swimmer mindset a little bit, like anybody that's trying to develop their cardio while also like developing their muscular endurance. Yeah. It's like a two for one. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think people neglect the fact that swimming is probably one of the best forms of cardio and like less injury prone and actually it's almost like yoga but it's developing muscle at the same time so True. you know like if you guys have ever noticed like swimmers bodies like women and men you're kind of like uh, you know every time so that's because swimming is just such a a complete body workout that just develops everything i remember like doing my master's class and swimming with like 40 50 year olds and like the men and women i was kind of like mm. 
hello. <laughs> yeah, like, I was just like, they look good. You know, they look they're really like, good. Like 50. Yeah, they're 50. And I was like checking yeah. them out, like, what's up? <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely try to get some swimming in regardless of what, you know, you're training for. Uh, all right. My second one, I will go with, hmm. All right. I'm going to go with just my own personal I have time leg day workout. So personally, it, it's pretty simple. And I'm sure a lot of people that work out legs kind of have a very similar plan. But mine is you start with front squats. So front squats is a very technical exercise. Make sure you look it up the proper form. Even experts that have been doing it for years still are always working their technique and they're bringing back their weights to make sure that form is good. So before you jump into front squats, make sure you have good form, start with low weights. But the exercise starts or the routine starts with front squats. And personally, I would start with, you know, my warm up of, of a 45 on each side. And I'll start with 15 reps of that. And then I'll do uh, 12 reps and I'm slowly increasing weights. Um, it's basically six reps. So the first rep is 15, uh, sorry, f- I do five. Wait, what is it? Five, one, two, now it's six sets of, um, yeah, six sets. And then the first set, 15 reps, then 12 reps, 10 reps, eight reps, six reps. And then I end at three reps. So you're always increasing that weight until like your three reps is really your max weight. But again, only do this if you know the proper technique for front squats. Yeah. Then I move into back squats. So back squats, typically, if you don't have like a back injury, which I do, um, <laughs> like so... My back squats, unfortunately, have been like a little more neglected or I'm just going lighter actually than my front squats now. But typically, most people are strong on their back squats. So I start with the fronts, then I move to the back squats and I do the same thing. Six sets, um, starting at 15, 12, 10, 8, 6, and then three reps. Um, and, and it's really cool because usually, you know, your, your front squat, you know, is, can get pretty high at the three reps, but then your back squat, you know, is significantly more so. Um, that's kind of cool to see the difference. Right. And then I move into, I kind of vary this one up, but I usually do weighted lunges because that's definitely something that if you're training for elite military school or whatever, you're going to do lunges and, and that's just a great beneficial exercise that works out your hamstring. So I'll do lunges, three sets of 12 reps, and I'll usually increase that weight as well, but still maintaining at 12 reps. Or I do the leg press machine, which just makes you feel like... Dwayne the Rock Johnson. That's the same as your squat weight, right? Like whatever you can leg press is the same as what you can squat. Do we talk talk about that? Did I I tell you that story? Like, so like, uh, did I tell that story? I don't know if you did, but I know like that's like the classic thing where like people like, yeah, I squat this. And then like, they're just talking about leg press. (laughs) Yeah, let me, I'll tell that story again anyway. So we're in, actually, I wasn't present. I wasn't there yet, but, um, Troy Ramsdale, a, another rescue swimmer who we've talked about um, in the past, he gets a lot of search and rescue cases, tells me the story of an airman. So somebody that's training to become a helicopter rescue swimmer who shows up at the air station. And I guess they're having a conversation in the shop at one, one day and the airman goes, you know, you guys, I can squat, I can squat like 500 pounds. And they're like, this is a scrawny stick figured guy. Like, I think he weighs a butt 30. <laughs> and they yeah. like, the, cause I think they were talking about like, 
you know, you had some heavy lifters in the shop. I think people that were actually doing 300 pounds and they look at them, they're like 500 pounds kid. You do 500 pounds. (laughs) And he goes like, yeah, I've done 500 pounds. And they're, they're like, that's it. Let's knock off work. We're going to the gym. Let's see a scrawny kid lift 500 pounds. So (laughs) they go to the gym, they go to the gym and they, they realize the kids acting a little odd as they're stacking the weights on this barbell. So they're putting it, you know, and it's in the squat rack. They're putting, what is that? I don't even know. What is that? Like five plates on each side, at least something like that. It's probably five plates. Um, Yeah, that sounds about right. Five plates on each side. The bar's already bending on the rack probably. And this kid's like, huh, I haven't done it like this before. And they're like, I guess they don't really pay attention to that comment. So (laughs) kid racks it up, you know, gets under it, barely lifts it off of the rack. Like, cause dude, I mean, I struggled with 500 pounds, just like two inches off of the rack. He's wobbling already. And already like the whole crew knows this was a bad idea. And like, before they're even able to tell the kid like, no, 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 put it back. (laughs) Kid backs up, starts dropping, but like within half a second of starting the lower, just collapses like a deck of cards. And just crumbles underneath this bar in like a mangled way. Which is like, like the chiefs and whatever, they're just looking like, oh. That's so gnarly. Oh, and like, I don't think he had any significant injuries. I mean, long term, yeah. I know he had some short term. But I remember like Troy just saying, like asking the kid, what were you thinking? What happened? Like, why would you say you did 500 pounds? And he goes, yeah. well, I've, I've done 500 pounds. I just didn't do it. I've done it on like that machine. And he points to the light press machine that's over on the right. And they're like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, Note to self, real. there's a difference between the light press and squatting the amount of weight <laughs> you can light press. Don't get all cocky, folks. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, so that was your number. That was, that two was my, that's my one. two. Oh, hold on. Actually, um, but so my workout again, front squats, back squats, weighted lunges or leg press or both. And then I usually I like to end things on a uh, lighter fun note. I call it like, I guess it's not appropriate in 2020 to call them the chick machines, but, um, that's what I used to call them. The, so like for one, for example, the, um, the leg curler. So you're working like that muscle above your, yeah. your kneecap. I forget the name of that specific oh. muscle. Um, you should know as a runner. Your quad. Is that your quad? The, this. Yeah. yeah. So that like, the, almost like a teardrop. Yeah. 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 So I the quad. quad. Yeah, yeah. So I, I would either do the quad machine or the, uh, donkey kicker. I call it. So where you're like laying on your stomach and you're, you're kind of kicking up and like above your back. Um, okay. Yeah, and that one works your hamstring and and your glutes. So yeah. um, if you want a, a nice sexy butt, you, you use that machine. And then don't forget, definitely if anything, stretch after leg day. If if you know a lot of people, we all neglect stretching, like unfortunately sometimes. But leg day, if you're gonna stretch, you should really do it after leg day because specifically, like if you're getting a little older, you what happens is your hamstrings get super tight and it pulls down on your back muscles. Like, like all the, everything that runs like along your, your lumbar. And that's how you start to get those like lower back pains. And like, personally, that I think that's what developed mine is just like muscle tension that right. gets created. So 
you know, do a little foam rolling, but definitely stretch out the hamstrings and, uh, you know, around your hip flexors after a leg day and, and just, you know, use a ball as well to like really work out the muscle. So if you're not, if you're not going to stretch fine, but try really hard to do it after a leg day. Were you doing that? You were doing that workout, uh, getting ready for summer school. Like that was like, a, you were like, this one's my, this is my go-to. This is legit. Um, I would, I'd say I was doing it quite a bit like before my Aaron program. And then okay. I did do it occasionally in my Aaron program. I wish I did it more to be honest. Uh, yeah. Like, are you doing I, like once a week or like once a month or like no, once a week. Yeah. Definitely once a week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I definitely like neglected lifting in my airman program and I just stuck to like PT bodyweight stuff. And I think lifting would have helped a little bit with this. Well, obviously, obviously it would have helped, but I just didn't do it. Yeah. I think specifically when you're doing that, like the, the weighted stuff for, for any kind of training, it really improves your sprinting. Um, and that's actually something I want to talk about later on the podcast after we're done with our, our bet number one workout, um, yeah. is sprinting techniques. And, and you probably have a little knowledge, but, uh, I did, I, recently read an article that I want to share okay. with you guys. So right we'll on. talk about that, but yeah. All right. Number one. All right. Number one, this is my number one. So this is, and by number one, basically this is the one I had the most fun doing. And I think was like probably like the most beneficial as far as like cardio and building endurance goes. Um, so this one would be like also like maybe like a weekend workout or even like, like towards the back half of the week, I might like a Friday workout again, just like kind of fun. So it's a run, swim, run. And you can even make it a run, swim, run, swim if you want. So basically what I would do is I'd like drive up to the pool. Um, and I had like a nice little area I could run like across, like basically like along the side of the road. And it was like a three mile stretch. So I can make it like a max of six miles. So I would do like varying distances. So a go-to would be like run two miles and you finish your run at the pool. Then you hop in the pool and do like a 500 meter swim. And you're doing these at a pretty hard effort, like close to like a max effort, you know? Um, then you do the swim, hop out and do another run. So you do another like two mile run. So that would be like a normal run, swim, run. And then sometimes I'd do like a run, swim, run, swim. And I'd add like another 500 meter swim. And I think the max I did was like run three miles, swim a thousand, run three miles. And then I'd swim like another thousand. And that would be like a long, long day. And that was like a really enjoyable workout that I thought was pretty beneficial because you kind of do a lot of transitioning in a school too. You don't necessarily go back to running, you know, like in a school, you do like your PT in the morning you go to the pool. You don't necessarily go back and run anymore during the day, but it was nice to like know that you could and that you had the endurance to kind of last like a long, like two to three hour workout like that. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you ever did anything like that. Just kind of. Um, well, it, I, I've come to find it sometimes it was a little hard to do the like run swim, like logistically, like what, what's your advice as far as that goes? Yeah, that one's just like, it's like a pool by pool basis. I had, I was in Florida. So like the pools were outdoors and all you do is walk through a gate. So it was easy. But yeah, if you're in the, if it's the winter time, obviously that's not going to be like a really like, in your, if you're in the Northeast or like anywhere in the North, even the winter, you can't really do that. You know, it's kind of, yeah. it can get dangerous. You could do like a treadmill, but then it's hard because you got to dry off and all that. Like in Florida, I could just transition. Like I could be wet still and just throw some, like, I could just wear my freaking swim trunks, you know, and then I could just put shoes on, go run. Um, so that one does vary based on where you're at. Um, if you're like in the North or in the winter somewhere and you can't like transition like that, you can just like increase in tr transition time. So like five to 10 minutes, you know, like just try to like drive as fast as possible and get in the pool or like get out of the pool, you know, dry off and then get on the treadmill or whatever. Um, obviously like the lower, um, like the lower the transition time, the better, but do what you can. Yeah. And that's something I wouldn't do like 
I did that like maybe like once every few weeks. It wasn't like a weekly thing, you know, it was yeah. more like a fun workout. So, um, the time I would personally do that was when I would do the, like helicopter rescue swimmer PT test. So 50 push ups, 60 sit ups, five pull ups, five chin ups. And then I would, uh, transition into that one and a half mile run. And this was in Hawaii. So I could just literally, they wouldn't give me much time at all until I would yeah. do the 500. I would just kind of jump in the pool because I was wearing a t-shirt already. They wanted you to wear the t-shirt and then yeah. transition to that and then the underwater. So it was really like getting, even getting into a school because there was that lo- logistics time of swapping gear out. Yeah. Yeah. My PT tests in Hawaii were definitely harder than the ones in a school because of that. Yeah. Like, because A-School, yeah, there's like a process to get in the pool. You got to go in the locker room. Yeah, and then they call you out and you're like, oh, it's yeah. fine. I'm rested now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Except for like if you're getting ready to go out for like a grinder or like a PT session or like a pool, you know, like water con session, you get like nervous standing in the line there. Yeah. But for, for a PT sure. test, you're like, ah, let's go. Like, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. And it, like for all you guys that are worried about some kind of like Navy SEAL PT test or, or you know, PJ or rescue swimmer, it's not that like if anything – you should get so comfortable with that test that it becomes your rest day. And when you hear them totally. say that you're doing that today, you're like, Oh, thank God. Like, like way less stress than I thought would happen today. Like, yeah. Ooh. I used to get stoked. Like, yeah. like, all right, we're doing a PT test today. I'm like, hell yeah. Like, let's yeah. go. Like, yeah, like even like, it's just nice. Yeah. They would always say that intimidatingly too. And we're, we're, we're all like, Oh, <laughs> okay. Oh no, not a PT test. 50 push-ups. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think like, yeah, like towards the end there, they were doing, I think the Coast Guard was testing out like a new PT test for the, for the general Coast Guard and they used our swimmer class as a test uh-huh. for whatever. So we ended up doing that. So we had a couple days where we just did a random PT test as a test group for the Coast Guard. And that would be our PT for the day. It was nice. But that was after our multi, like we were just kind of chilling anyways. Oh, so after a brutal like it was session thing. Multi, so like we had already like pretty much passed. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's it different. was still nice because sometimes they'd still PTS, you know, after the multi and stuff. So yeah. Nice. Um cool. My number one mountain goat mile. The oh. mountain goat mile. So this is again one of those get rich quick workouts. Um so if you're short on time, I, I believe, you know, with swapping out equipment and everything, it, it should hopefully take you under 20 minutes. Um, so it's, a, it's, this is a mostly leg workout, but it does work out your whole body as well. Uh, but definitely mostly focuses on cardio and legs. So it's really beneficial if you have a CrossFit gym for this or backup would be just a large parking lot area. So if you have like a uncrowded Walmart or just somewhere where there's room, um, you can use that, but make sure it's flat because you'll see why in a second. Um, so the, f- I'll, I'll just run through the whole like obstacle course, if you will. So this is where you, why I say CrossFit gym is if you have a sled, that's what the start of this exercise is. So you put, personally, I would put like three to four plates. So 45 pounders on the sled and you start by pushing this. And the substitute for that would be you can push a car. Honestly, like it, it works. Um, it's not that hard depending on your car. It's not that hard to push a car. So you push a car and you do that for about, I believe a hundred yards and then you so do you push t- a car for a hundred yards. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guesstimate it, whatever, like you think your workout's good. I mean, like cool. I, I don't yeah. think you have to measure it all this, but you know, yeah. just keep yourself accountable and, and do what you feel is like a good workout for yourself. So push a car or the sled easier. 
and then you do 20 push-ups. Then you pull the car or the sled, which is easier, on a rope, but backwards. So you would need to tie it to like your bumper or, or not your bumper, but like the hook, um, the tow hook. Yeah. So, and then you're pulling it backwards on a rope. So like just the, managing the slack is definitely a good workout and it's working your calves and the back of your hamstring. So you're pulling the car backwards, 20 push-ups once you're done with that. Then you're going into uh, dumbbell carries. Are those, oh, those are called farmer carries, right? Farmer carry, yeah. yeah, farmer carries. Uh, at whatever heavy load works for you. And then you run that a hundred yards. So you're just carrying dumbbells like on, on your side there. Then you do 20 push-ups. Then you sprint 200 yards, do 20 push-ups. You're gonna then lunge for a hundred yards, 20 push-ups. Then you're gonna do frog jumps forward. So like you're frog jumping forward, another hundred yards, 20 push-ups. Then you're going to fireman carry. Uh, I used to do it with like a big sandbag that was really heavy actually, but use whatever is heavy that you can put over your shoulders. Um, and then you're going to run with that 200 yards. Then you're going to do 20 push-ups, and you're going to run 200 yards to your finish line or wherever that is. Um, if you have a CrossFit gym, hopefully there's like an outdoor area there usually is. So you can like run your sprints there um, and then time that and Again, it doesn't quite matter the specific distance you do, as long as you keep doing that same distance and keep trying to beat your own record. And hopefully you have like a workout buddy. And that's what was fun about this workout. It became, it's like an obstacle course, but you know, you're racing your buddy's time and you can, you know, you can text them or whatever and be like eight minutes, 10. And then you're yeah. like, yeah, 730. And then like, you know, you keep going that way and it's a killer workout. I like would die the first like two, three times I did this, but then it progressively got easier and my time got, I think I like halved my time by the end of it. So yeah. So I'll just repeat it. Mountain goat mile. You start with pushing a sled, then 20 push-ups, then pulling a sled, 20 push-ups. Then you do dumbbell carries or farmer carries. Then you do 20 push-ups. You sprint 200 yards, 20 push-ups. You lunge a hundred yards, 20 push-ups. Frog jumps forward for a hundred yards, 20 push-ups. Fireman carry. 200 yards, 20 push-ups, and then 200 yards sprint to the finish line. Um, now we go mile. That's legit. Did you name that? No, no, uh, another helicopter rescue we did. Um, oh, cool. we, and, and this guy's legs were, I think he was maybe to this day renowned as the best, like strongest buddy tower rescue swimmer in the world. So nice. in the world, in the world, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, in the world, it might be, I don't know, but his so, ham hops, his legs were just yeah. yeah. What did he squat? What was his squat? <laughs> I don't know. He was short though. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I won't Big say his name for privacy purposes, but yeah. Uh, yeah, really great, great swimmer, great, uh, mentor as well. And he, he's the one that introduced me to that. And yeah, that was, I think that was like one of my first days as a rescue swimmer. He had me do that after I worked out with the day swimmers and then the night swimmers came in and uh, like, he was like, he was like, Oh, you're the new airman. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, let's go do a workout. <laughs> and I, go, like, I just did. And I almost died. <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, yeah. And he goes like, no, no, I'm going to show you this. And he goes, to be fair to him, he was like, no, no pressure. Like you don't have to do it. Right. Like you don't have to do this. And, but like, I was like, dude, I'm a new airman. Like, yeah. like, yeah. So I, was, <laughs> and I was like, uh, so I remember like running with the sandbag on my back. That was like the, you know, the second to last exercise there. And just thinking if this is what like rescue swimmer school is like every day, nope, not a hundred percent. No, like I almost quit 
on the sprint back, like the last sprint back, I almost quit my AMR program on like the second day, just thinking like, <laughs> I can't, I can't like just, and the reason why is because I was looking at the future. I wasn't being present to the fact of the exercise or the day, right? I was looking long time, like a long, over the long term, I had four months left of AMR program and I had four months left in rescue swim school. And I was like, nah, I can't do this every day. Like I can't yeah. do this every day. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what am I reading right now? I'm reading the book. Uh, oh, I know what you're gonna say. Say it. It's the power of now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm I got it right here. Yeah, no way. There you go, people. <laughs> By Eckhart Tolle. Um, check out Eckhart Tolle's book, Power of Now. Definitely, if you're challenging yourself physically in life, you have to be present. But honestly, if you want to be happy in life at all. You have oh, to be present. On. You can't, you can't live in the past. You can't live in the future. And I honestly personally struggle with that occasionally. So, um, it's like, it's a good book for me. Every time I'm like, it's yeah, I like it's, it's nothing you don't, well, I know it is a lot of information you don't know, but cause it's not, it's not, it's a self helpy ish book, but it's, it's really actually yeah. got like a lot of great, like things that you need to, to reconsider in your life. Um, so I found like some of it to be like, kind of like woo woo, you know, like kind of like too out there, like kind of magical almost. Like, yeah, so he kind of yeah. hits a few chapters where I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. But most of it's very applicable. Um, yeah. So if you kind of brush off the chapters that are like, eh, I don't know about that. You'll The rest of it, you just like get the general message. It's it's a great book. Yeah. There was like, there was just one, like, I'd say overall a great book so far. But there's one chapter. I think it took me like, like a week to read because I kept passing out after like a page and a half. <laughs> I think I was reading it too late, but I was just like, I'm out. Some books resonate with you and like some parts of the book don't, you know, so yeah, <laughs> yeah but I'm not a quitter. So I, I stuck with I've it. Never, that like, I've never heard someone read that book and, and not recommend it to someone else. So like everyone yeah. who's read it recommends it. So power of now by Eckhart Tolle. Check it yeah. out. Folks. We have to put together like a reading list or something for RSM. Do you guys even read? Do you even read? <laughs> yeah um cool moving on yeah i was thinking we uh well speaking of reading oh the hurricane within this, yeah the hurricane yeah, let's, talk, let's talk about leopard. ashley leopard so ashley leopard um i actually just interviewed yesterday um to be quite frank with you guys so but we're not going to post it until our next podcast um and ashley <laughs> leopard was a flight mechanic and I was even more impressed talking to her than reading her book, which was already phenomenal. There's some things I, I didn't know. Um, and there's also things we didn't talk about that are in the book. So check out the book for sure. But there's some things that she shared with me. Um, I don't even want to talk about that much because you got to check out the podcast. But there's some funny stuff like involving the president, <laughs> to be honest, like like oh. she interacted with the president and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, please subscribe to the Risk Consumer Mindset podcast if you want to not miss the funny podcast with a flight mechanic. So that's the person literally holding people's lives at the end of a cable. Yeah. Um, and here's, here's the deal. Like, I don't think there's ever even been a flight mechanic. Uh, this is definitely me exaggerating, but I don't think there's been a flight mechanic on a podcast ever. Like, no, there has been because freaking they had to go out. But they, they don't get oh, they, they have one on. They for sure have. Um, I'm just they guessing. Don't. I don't actually know, yeah. but I'm gonna say those guys have getting getting everyone on. But yeah. um, like no one knows what they do, and their job is 
equally as stressful as ours and requires an insane amount of, of like groundwork and prep to even get that position. You know, it's, it's very stressful. Well, yeah, that's, that's actually one thing we talked about is like, personally, I'd say every risk swimmer looked up to flight mechanics in the sense that to us personally, it often seems like they have a lot more responsibility than we do. They have, they're really like the, they're the behind the scenes that are keeping everything like lubed up and working and i'm not just talking mechanically like they're they're keeping the the pilots accountable they're making sure that the lives at the end of the hook are safe but they're also making sure the aircraft is still in good condition to fly and it's not going to kill somebody so like i kept actually i think i I talked about uh mosquito eyes but i think i meant actually like flies like you know how flies have multiple eye sockets like oh. I always pictured a flight mechanic like that. They're like checking the co-pilot, checking down there for the rest of summer and checking the instruments and like everything that's going on with the, with oh. the helicopter, like making sure like it's not burning down. <laughs> so like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's really impressive. Yeah. Um, so Sweet. again, we have Ashley Leopard. That's going to be on our ne- next podcast. Please subscribe um, to, to check that out. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That'd be a great podcast. We have some more guests going on too um, in the next few weeks. Should we should we drop name drop or should we just kind of wait? Uh, we'll do. Let's say that for the end end. So okay. um, let's move on then. Let's do some current events. Okay, current events. Talk to me. Yeah. All right. <laughs> 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 current events. It's just kind of funny. About. <laughs> this is when people log out of the podcast. They're just like, go, oh, well, shit. <laughs> you really talked it up there, Cody. Uh, current events. <laughs> this is gonna be okay, great. Go. This, is, okay. this is something I want to see so bad. All right. Okay. Presidential debate. Joe Rogan on Joe Rogan. So we got Joe Biden oh. versus Donald Trump. Presidential debate. Four hours. Is it gonna happen? I saw that. I saw that too. I didn't. Did you listen to the podcast where they they kind of leaked this? I did. So it was like it was Tim Kennedy, which is a he was a. Uh, I don't remember what he did in the. I think he was an Army Ranger. Special, uh. Maybe special forces in the military. I don't know. I'm not gonna like. I have no idea what branch he was in, but special forces. He was like, dude, based on the Joe Rogan podcast, he was like, dude, Joe. <laughs> were they like, smoking weed again? <laughs> no, I don't think they were. I think he's actually like in the military. So it's something like that. It's like weird. But um, he was like, dude, Joe, what about you host a debate? And Joe's like, oh. <laughs> Joe just goes, oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. dude. <laughs> And then eventually, like that kind of blew up, I think on Twitter or something. And it came down to like, eventually, like this is old news. I'm sure everyone's heard about this, but uh, Trump was like, yeah, I'll do it. So I think he no, said, I think I saw the tweet. I think it's like, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> it was like two words. I'm in. <laughs> and you know, that would be the most listened to podcast of all time. Oh my God. Well, I think he, does he have the most listened to podcasts or not? I don't know, but he's definitely it's top up there. three, you know? Yeah. Um, um, but that would be the most like insane piece of content ever put out. Here's my thought on it. No, it's not going to happen. 100% no. Yeah. Um, I and I, I, like I said, like, like Trump said, he'd be in and that'd be great. I like, I, and I'm not like leaking who I'm voting for or who I w- actually, I can't even vote now. I'm in Canada, so it doesn't matter. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't, I'm not gonna say who I will or will not vote for, even if I were there, but I'll say this. I don't think Joe Biden is exactly geared or, or 
and say vocal no. enough to to survive a four hour plus potentially podcast where yeah. they're really having a, like a hopefully a civil conversation over that period of time. I just don't think that would be good for him, like for to, to be a successful, you know, to have a successful whatever, like have his people vote for him. I think if anything, it might sway votes away. So I think it would be smart tactic for him not to be on there. Yeah, the thing with him is like, Joe Biden is a politician's politician, you know, like he's been yeah. in his whole life. And then Trump is just gonna like, he's like essentially just a marketer slash um, businessman. So he's gonna just like, I think he would just like run circles around someone like Biden. Like over that period of time, like, yeah. you know? It'd be yeah. so good. It would be so good. I would probably sit down, put that podcast on my like okay. flat screen Tom TV and yeah, watch it <laughs> from start to end. Like I'd no distractions. Costco, you know, I would buy a giant bag of kettle corn. <laughs> you know, I'd have like, I have like three Costco muffins and I would just yeah. sit down and watch the debate. <laughs> I mean, um, who's the vice president again running with Biden? I, I, I'm so like off politics. Um, Oh, is uh, Kamala Harris? Yeah, Kamala Harris. I, I feel like, if anything, they they might substitute it for that, like Trump versus Kamala Harris. Oh. You know, There's a debate coming up though, like a, a normal debate. So we'll see how that one goes. But uh, yeah, I, I agree. There's no way he's gonna, he, Joe would or yeah, yeah, Joe Biden would ever agree to go on that podcast. I, I think mean, it's. I don't think it's a smart move for him. You know. Um, um, also, just side note: Have you seen like the new Joe Rogan studio? Yeah, the toaster oven. Yeah, no, yeah, they, they're, they're calling it a toaster oven, and then someone else was like, dude, it's the inside of Joe Rogan's Traeger grill. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's intimidating. For, like, I don't think that's like conducive to us soothing. Because I, I think red, like, there's, there's psychological um, effects of colors, like being like McDonald's makes their restaurant yellow because it creates anxiety and it makes you want to leave faster. So McDonald's is all about turnaround. So they paint it yellow. So you freaking get the hell out of there. Um, but there's other colors that are soothing. Red. I don't, I don't think it's the most soothing. I think like green is one of those soothing ones, apparently. Um, right. like scientifically speaking, like personally, I love green too. But, um, I think red's like up there, but it, it, it also has a little bit of a threat to it. So I don't know why you would necessarily do that because it, yeah. it feels like it's Star Warsy. And I'm curious if it was like Spotify who, who built it out for him or he had a say, you know? No, I think know? he had a say in everything. Yeah, like he, he does yeah. it. Like, yeah, I think he was psyched on it. I just think, you know, yeah. it's got his own little imagination. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, know, like, yeah. The, the thing is, he can never say he's not psyched on it because then people are like, oh, you know, like he has to like double down on it, even if he's like, oh, this kind of sucks. Does like, he, he be like, no, this does is he, sick. Does he even talk about that? Like, toaster oven looking set? He never like, mentioned it. Like you, did you watch the first podcast where he's in there? Yeah. Cause, oh yeah. He was like, someone like comments that I think the guy was like, dude, this studio's badass. Like the, the guest who said that he's like, dude, this studio's badass. And Joe was like, yeah, thanks. Like th- that was it though. But he's, <laughs> like he doesn't like mention anything external ever. If you think about his podcast, uh, it's always about the guest in the interview, but he's never external. He doesn't like give you like, like meta, like data, you know, like he's not like, oh, this is what we're moving or doing this. Like he just like does it, you know? Yeah. Also, his like the pod, his podcast person, right? Jamie, like his podcast, his the pull it up guy. Um, yeah, yeah. I try. I think I tried to Google search him. I don't. I don't think I was able to find a picture of him. Okay, if you want to actually see what he looks like, um, I, so he went on the Tim Kennedy one, the one where the debate was recommended. Tim Kennedy like gives them both a gun as a present, 
for moving to Texas, like a pistol or something. Yeah. And Jamie like comes into frame and, and like receives it and like looks at it for a little bit. So ah! I forget when it is, but you got to find it in the episode. But it's kind of cool. Damn. I hadn't seen him either. I was like, who is this guy? Like, what's up? What does he look like? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's just like a normal like looking like guy. I don't know. He like kind of looks how you expect him to look. Oh, like kind of like a little nerdy, you know, like the computer guy. Like, but he's like, I don't know. How old does he look? I think he looked like in his maybe mid to late thirties. Okay. I'd say. Yeah. Oh. Which is about what I expected. He pretty much looked like what I expected him to look like. Yeah. Oh. So. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, oh yeah. I wanted to talk about sprinting. So <clears throat> uh, the benefits of like weightlifting we've already talked about for sprinting, like, yeah, maybe for stuff like what Cody's doing, uh, which is trail running typically longer distances, potentially sometimes lifting heavy is not the most beneficial thing, but I think still left lifting in general could be beneficial for, for long distances, but let's talk sprinting. Yes. Uh, work out with weights. That's one of the things uh, I have here on my list for, for success in sprints. Uh, the other thing that here's a quote that was in this article, sprinting is more about controlling the chaos that you want to let happen. So again, I'm read, sprinting is more about controlling the chaos that you want to let happen. So yeah, I think a lot of people with sprinting, they just go, they just go ham. You know, they're, they're throwing up like all the limbs as fast as they can forward. Right. Um, and there's just a lot of technique behind sprinting that people aren't aware of. And the fact is you have to control a lot of different moving parts in a very controlled manner for an actual efficient and, and very fast sprint. So uh, keep that in mind. Uh, one of the myths, like Cody, what do you know about like body positioning as far as like vertical versus leaning in sprints? Mm. Okay, well, I think you like, you threw me off here cause you said one of the myths, but I'm, yeah. gonna, <laughs> I'm still gonna say what I, I was gonna say. So yeah. basically, you know, like if you do like a hundred meter sprint, like if you're running a track, like at a meet or something, you start off in those like the starting blocks, you know, so you start like almost like in a downward position. Yeah. And you initially are like leaning forward, like instead of being vertical, you know, you're kind of leaning forward like this and you use that like force initially, like to push off the ground kind of, and eventually you get to an upright position and you're more straight up towards the end. Great. That's what I think about. So I don't know if that helped at all. That's, that's pretty accurate. So, uh, the myth is called get getting low. So a lot of professional like track runners have a, a, miseducated get or, or saying of get low and keep low in sprinting and that's actually wrong the the efficient sprinters are like erect you're trying to actually get to a non like low place as soon as possible uh right. when you're, you're you're coming off the blocks so the big problem that people do is that Sure, you should be leaning forward, but not bending forward. So a lot of the issues are people are bending at the waist. So their upper torso is leaning forward, but then their legs are fairly straight. And that's not a successful sprint. A successful sprint is your whole body, your legs are all in line. And sure, there can be a forward lean, but it's in line with the rest of the body. And that's really going to give you that pushing force and um, just the success in a, a well-formed sprint. 
Okay. Um, so that was that was something I want to talk about. And then yeah, so weight training is definitely going to help because you need that explosive power. So when you train with weights, do explosively. And what I mean by that is I'm a strong advocate of whenever you're doing any exercise on the resistance part of the exercise. So on a squat, for example, lower slowly. You can even hold at the bottom for two to three seconds. That's fine. But then explode back up. So you're always going and say for bench press or anything, you're always trying to go as fast as you can up. And a lot of times it won't be fast because, you know, it's hard. You're pushing the resistance up, but try to push it up as fast as possible. And then the other thing you can do is like box jumps and explosive type exercises. And that's really going to help your sprinting out in the, the long run. All right, Cody, pop quiz number two about sprinting. Um, what do you know as far as like where you're supposed to land on your foot? Um, yeah, typically it would be like on the ball of your foot, like towards the toes, you know, that's what I would expect. Um, it's, and I think, yeah, that's, that's what I'm gonna stick with. It's like balls of the foot for the most part for a dead sprint, like hundred percent effort. So recent research, and that's why I read this, like, I, I like read this article is yeah, we, we often taught that like for sprints, keep kind of on the toes and you don't actually want to keep on the toes. Not the toes, you don't, like more the balls, like yes. the pat. Yeah, and you're, you're pretty accurate. You, you're trying to land at the center part of the foot. So yeah, right. that, that often tends to be the ball slash like, you know, kind of like, yeah, the center part of your foot, not the, the heels of course. Yeah. Yes. Um, and that's basically where you're, you're trying to um, nice. land for sprints. So keep that in mind, folks. And uh, yeah, and that like directly applies to like, because you don't do a ton of sprinting. Oh, we do some sprinting in A school, you know. Um, and a lot of times, like in my workouts that I write, it's always 400 meter sprints and 200 meter sprints. So for a 400 meter sprint, you're not as you're not actually getting up to like a full sprint usually, you know. But for a 200 meter sprint, that's usually like a max effort dead sprint. So that would apply directly to that. And um, yeah, so all those would be perfect. And the lifting makes sense, you know, because you want to like increase that force, your your force, like leg force to the ground, you know, like that's what actually is like doing it. It's like freaking using the science, like force equals mass times acceleration. So you're just trying to accelerate faster to increase that force, you know? So yeah. That, that makes sense you lift to do that. And that's why I wanted to bring up this article is because you recently came out with a program that we're going to talk about now. Oh yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. So yes. Um, we're talking about the running program specifically because yes. there's two programs that came out recently. That's right. Um, yeah. So we'll talk about both, but first yeah. run. The running program, um, it's not out yet. So I'm going to release it October 5th. It's, it's available for, available for pre-sale right now, but basically right now it's, it's 40, bu- no, $49, um, 50 bucks basically. And it's like a pre-order price. It'll go up a little bit after it's released, but it's just a run program, eight weeks designed to increase your 1.5 mile run time specifically. So if you're training for like, you know, so summer school, um, PJ pipeline, uh, buds, they all do one, one and a half mile run. Um, and there's other schools that, that do that. Some do two mile. This isn't a good program for that. If, if you're doing two mile run, probably don't get this program. We'll do something else for that. But if you're running the mile and a half, you're trying to get faster. This running program is going to be kind of for you. Um, and it's not going to have any strength condition, strength training at all. It's just going to be running. So what I kind of wanted to be is like, maybe if you're like taking another strength program, like if you're taking win the summer or if you're doing like another program through someone else, basically you're just substituting the cardio in that program for this cardio. This cardio is just going to be like a plug and play thing where you kind of have workouts specifically designed in for that one and a half mile run time. Available for pre-sale, you know, go to the website. You can, you can buy it there. 
Right on. Dude, yeah. does my audio sound better now? Uh, sounds... Yeah. It does sound better? It does. Okay, because my freaking head... My microphone wasn't plugged in. Oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> no, like... I mean, it's, it's all right. We'll have the camera audio, but it's not going to sound as professional. Oh, as I got you. Yeah. Jesus. Does it sound better now? Like testing, testing, oh, it does. testing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I thought when we tested and you said it sounded good, it wasn't coming off the laptop. Uh, oh, <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. We have it on the yeah, camera audio. Too. Yeah. So yeah. it will just be a little echoey. And we apologize, folks, for not yes. having Sorry as professional that. of a podcast as we could. We'll start over. Starting over. Hey, welcome to episode 45 uh, of the Risks. <laughs> I go, I go, okay, end this. I'm out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I go, next, see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, we are. We're still in the learning process of the the Zoom and everything. Totally. Yeah, we're doing the whole remote thing here. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that, that's a running program. Speaking of freaking podcast help, um, if you're interested in donating just to RSM, we do like we have like a donation page on the website. And basically what it is is you donate directly to this podcast. So if you go on there, you can enter amount or like you click on an amount of money you want to donate and whatever you whatever you enter is going to go straight towards improving the quality of this podcast. So that might go towards, you know, better equipment. Maybe it goes towards like a little checklist that we have where we make sure everything's plugged in, you know, something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, ultimately better equipment that I actually, yeah, no actual equipment. And we, won't, and we won't make these kind of mistakes, hopefully. Um, yeah. Because it's, it's pretty much us being new to podcasting and like trying to figure everything out. Um, yeah. But there's yeah. also devices that automate these things that like oh, totally. it doesn't make it like as user error. So, oh yeah. Yeah. And then uh, what we mentioned is, you know, we are giving away 20% of those donations to charity to help the Coast Guard out and families like that of Ashley's if she ever needed it. Ashley Leopard that we have on next week and Nate Feske, who we're also going to be interviewing again in the next couple of weeks talking about the niagara falls case so yeah if you uh if you would like to donate to the podcast and keep it going otherwise we're gonna stop no we're not maybe who knows so um check out the rescue swimmer mindset.com um on the podcast is it slash podcast for the link for the donations yeah. uh let me check i'll just like i'll put if it up. not you can you could just go to rescuesummermindset.com. I'll put it in the show notes. It's in the main tab. So it's going to be basically, it's rescuesummermindset.com slash donations. Slash donations. Yeah. So, yep. Check that out if you want to keep supporting the uh, the Coast Guard over here. So, yeah. Great. Um, what else do we have uh, new in the in uh, Rescue Swimmer Mindset as far as programs? Um, you want to talk about the other one? Yeah. We can talk about the other one. I've covered it a bit on the other on previous episodes, um, but it's just it's sixty day mindset. Uh, it's a sixty day mindset transformation course. But basically, what it is, it's a kind of like a combination thing where it's like a weekly program that I send you, and it's like labeled Monday through Friday, and like each day you have like a set list of things you got to do. So there's a workout, there's some reading. Normally, I'll do like a big write up, like a little like almost like blog post style on each day, and you kind of just read that. Um, typically, there's some like tasks you have to do, like a that are kind of applied to the, uh, to the write-up, you do a workout, move on to the next day. Uh, I send it once a week. So right now what happens is basically when you sign up, you can either pay for the whole thing. I think it's like, I think it's 80 bucks, um, right now. And you can either pay, pay it straight up. Actually, no, it's 99. You could pay it straight up or pay 1250 per week for the eight weeks. Um, whatever works better for you. And there's also like a trial period. So if you want to just like see what it's all about, you know, just like 
go on there and sign up for the, for the trial. It's like a $1 one week trial. And if you like it, you can just, it'll just keep billing you after that for the 1250 a week. And if you don't like it, you just cancel it and you're done. So, and you get a couple free workouts out of it or a dollar workout, you know, so give it a try. Yeah. Great. Good stuff. And still, if you're trying to improve your water confidence, check out the hold your breath, like a rescue swimmer mindset program. I put in uh, tons of hours and days actually uh, creating this program, this video program. So like there's a lot of cinematography in there that uh, there's like detailed visuals to help you out as far as being efficient underwater, whether that be expanding your lung capacity, whether that be your fluidity of motion underwater, um, your diet even, and actual training program slash like to improve your breath holding capacities um, as a free diver that's something i'm definitely proud of and I, i've learned and things i wish i knew going into like these elite military programs is how to efficiently hold your breath so check that out that's um hold your breath like a rescue swimmer program and again that's on our site all this is on our site rescue swimmer mindset.com yeah cool. um also, don't forget to like, just go leave a rating and review on the pod, Apple podcast page. Um, so far, I think we have like 54 reviews. Let's get 100. Oh, we need to get more. We need more reviews. Yeah. And what does that do, Cody? It just basically, I don't know. It's a bunch of like stuff that I don't know anything about. Um, but as you get more reviews and like a higher rating, uh, Apple and like the podcast gods recommend it to more people and it shows up on like on searches and stuff. So, And the more people that watch this podcast means the more people are going to want to be on this yeah. podcast that are truly like beneficial to you. So for example, Ashley Leppard, came on and she, you know, she is, has interacted with the president and has done rescues in hurricane Harvey and down the road, we can hopefully get some, you know, higher accredited folks on this podcast, yeah. but you know, that needs to have a bigger audience definitely to attract those guests uh, onto our, our platform. Yeah, that's one of the things is like, um, with this podcast, it's one of the initial goals I like had with the whole rescue mindset is kind of getting a platform for like rescue swimmers. Cause like pretty much no one talks about it. You know, like here's a, like a good gauge to know if you like people know about you has a rescue swimmer been on Joe Rogan. No, you know what I'm saying? It's so, like, they're not even in the mainstream. Like you got to get like a platform built up and get some like, cause those guys have like some of those like swimmers who have been in for 20 years and like they've seen some like legit rescues like those guys have some good stories you know so it's cool to get them on there and like get those stories out and for sure that mindset um, you know so yes that's the goal speaking that's what we're gonna get we're gonna get to there yeah we've been speaking about joe rogan a lot yeah. it's definitely we're infatuated i think he's kind of known as the uh the oprah for men yeah and I'd say, hopefully, that's kind of slightly inaccurate, I think, because he has a lot of female guests, and they, they're talking about, you know, a whole range of topics. It's not just, like, menly topics. But I think he is kind of perceived as that. Um, yeah. So it's a, it's a great show, though. Like, you, like de it. you definitely get to, okay. to learn a lot from, from that show. Totally. Yeah. So we're going to be the next Joe Rogan podcast. And... <laughs> We need you guys to show support by, you know, subscribing, donating, and, and helping us out. And uh, we'll help grow the community together. Yes. Starts with and next time, I'll plug the audio in, and it's going to be even gooder. Awesome. Much gooder. Yeah. Yeah, much, <laughs> much, cool. much, much gooder. All right, buddy. Uh, anything else for today? That's all we got. 
All right. I'm not gonna say stay safe. Stay dangerous. Yes. Yeah. All right. Go do some workouts. <laughs> yeah, go work out, you. Yeah, stop listening. Keep eating, person. Okay. All right. All right. See ya. All right. That's it. We're out. <laughs> <laughs>